Welcome to the Buried Gems Podcast, where we dig through internet literature to try and find the next big thing. A Kentuckian named Knot could not knit, so Knot invented a knitter called the Knot Knitter, but the Knot Knitter would not knit knots. One day, while Knot was not knitting on the Knot Knitter, Knot invited an attachment for the Knot Knitter called the Knot Knitter Knotter. When Knot attached the Knot Knitter Knotter to the Knot Knitter, no man could knit knots like Knot Knit on the Knot Knitter. So that's a phrase. That wasn't that's even hard. Sentence. That wasn't even a hard tongue twister. I was going to say, was that supposed hey. to be a tongue twister? Because that was the first yeah. time you read that. It's uh, it's on other... Maybe I'm just a boss. <laughs> I don't believe that. Like, you know... I, I think it was just an easy tongue twister. You need one... You need I'll one engineer by an MIT team. That's what you... I, I, could, I could do that one on the first try, too. Okay, I'll you didn't do it one. 10 times fast, okay? <laughs> Imagine an imaginary menagerie manager managing an imaginary menagerie. Boom. But yeah, I, I got a whole list of things here. Nice save. Like, uh, yeah, I like how you saved it and then immediately like, said it afterward. Like if, well, I already said the names. <laughs> okay, here here's a fun here's a fun twist one. How much Zen would a Zen master master if a Zen master could master all the Zen? A, ma- a Zen master would master all the Zen he could master if a Zen master could should master all the Zen. The answer is seven. I was gonna say it'd be all the Zen he could master. All right? the Zen he could master, but he never should have too much Zen. But Zen if is he should nothing. So. Master all the Zen. I got something that I want to talk about. So <laughs> your hatred of goodwill. My hatred of goodwill. Uh, no, not the. Did you guys that read concept. that? Like, so the new football league. Yeah. The uh, uh, apparently, they're gonna fold. Already. Already. <laughs> Jesus yeah. Christ. Okay. That was people so quick. That. This people. is the XFL, not the AAF, right? No, it's the AAF. Oh, Are you serious? The AAF is going to fold, yes. Um, I don't know how that happened so quickly. I mean, I thought they were actually getting, like, good publicity, you know, as far as, like, ratings and, like, you know, they were selling out pretty well. I mean, it wasn't like, it you know, have been, any NFL game. It but... could have been bad budgeting, like, from the, the, the team standpoints. Like, maybe enough of the teams just weren't making enough money from ticket sales. I guess, but how do you, like... I feel like most people would have done like me. I was really excited the first two weeks, and then I haven't checked back since. I feel like that's part of the longevity. Because it's such a small league, too, that, like, you know, I don't know. It gets weird. How did the NFL survive in its eight, you know, because it seems impossible. Oh, well, it was built up super slowly. Right? Yeah, that's true. Well, I mean, it's only eight teams. I mean, it's not that, you know. Well, I mean, like, even, like, before that, like, it was, like, you know, like, the NFL wasn't just, like, created based off something else. It was, like, organically grown out of, well, like... Well, it sounded like the AF was taking a very smart approach with this when I first started reading it, because their contracts weren't lucrative, you know. It was, like, people that want, you know, they kind of pitched it as, like, almost like a developmental league for the NFL. So it's smart that yeah. they compete with the NFL, because that would have been... Right. So, so like the fact that, well, I mean, even their contract. I mean, it's only seventy thousand dollars per player. Like the, you know, for an it's entire honestly, year of work. That's a like, very I mean, reasonable. That's honestly low. <laughs> what I would pay them. Low, yeah, I you know, you. I would have given six figures if we could have. Like, how do you go for? And it, it was across the board. If you're a quarterback or a defensive line, like you all got the same contract. Oh, that's cool. communist. You know, it was kind of weird and unsettling, but it's fine. Uh, but like to go from that. All the way to like, hey, we're gonna fold. You know, folding's on the table, and like, we're probably going to fold. It, I, I just can't imagine how they mismanaged that because they actually, well, they also did was really smart is they literally pick cities that really want teams. Like, you know, 
They didn't like, you know, pick saturated markets. I mean, San Antonio, apparently San Antonio has been really repping their team. I mean, they've been like, I've actually seen people with commando shirts around commander shirts. That sounds like a San Antonio thing to do. Like, you know, like they were actually supporting the shit out of like their team. Uh, I heard San Diego's the same way. Like the San Diego fleet is, gets a lot of, you know, press and stuff like that. Like there, they're really repped really well. Salt Lake City, you know, Birmingham, I mean, like, they picked good Orlando. They picked well, also, good markets. It could just be that like there's been a decline in football viewership in general, uh, mainly with the NFL college. I think it's like roughly stayed the same, but like the NFL's had declining viewership for the last like decade or so. Um, it could just be that they're on the bad end of a trend, you know. Well, I, I, I that definitely could be you know the state, but like everything I've heard about the AAF, like all the news I've read overall has been positive. Like they talk about like the articles I read, it's like hey they they they're literally like when they show things like they even to this day they get more viewership than primetime NBA games, and I understand NBA games, you know. There's a lot more of them, but like when you have the Rockets versus the Thunder for like a playoff seating and stuff like that, like if they lose out to the AAF, like you would think the AAF is doing pretty damn well. But hmm. I guess it just didn't. Well, I and could also on top of that, the AAF is only being broadcasted on CBS Sports and NFL Network. So, you know, the fact that they're getting that much viewership from, you know, state like TV channels that aren't, aren't even popular should have been like, you know, a wake up call to be like, hey, you know, the AAF is doing successful things, but I don't I don't know what happened. It Maybe just... it was something completely outside of their control. Cause <clears throat> it's hard to think, but like there are a lot of good ideas that just fail from stuff that has nothing to do with like their actual plan or their product or anything. Yeah. Like uh pets.com wasn't a bad idea, but they'll they what? just fucked up. What dot com? Pets.com. They uh, it was a website that will uh, like I think it was like pet sitting and you could like go there and then you could like get pet sitters, you could buy stuff for your pet. Like it was honestly a good idea. It was essentially like an online version of PetSmart along with some like pet sitting stuff. But then they spent like a bajillion dollars on a Super Bowl ad while they were still starting up and they wasted all their money and they couldn't recoup the losses off the Super Bowl ad and like were put out of business by their own ad. That's just kind of like <laughs> shoddy business though. Yeah. Like it yeah, that was that. them fucking up. That wasn't their I mean, like, the one that I've always heard is uh, President Nixon, like, right when he got out of college, apparently, like, y'all know the orange juice concentrates and stuff? Like, that you can buy in the little tins? Yeah. They're, like, yeah. they're frozen? The frozen thing. Yeah. He essentially, he was, like, very on the front side of that. But so he started it, and I don't exactly remember what happened, but the distribution service that was shipping his product got either, like, shut down or they had a bunch of trucks that, um, like, overheated or something. But so essentially... That happening destroyed all of his product, and the business had to go under because, like, he just couldn't make up losses. They said he stayed up till like two in the morning, just juicing oranges by himself, <laughs> trying to make it work. Right. Well, it's just, just like a meteor just hitting your whole stock or some weird shit. You know that juicing? That's crazy. Spent so long juicing things because that's what I feel like when I go through the internet and juice these stories for all they're worth to try and find. The next big Harry Potter on uh, a non nonchalantly named podcast. I don't even know if I should mention it. Maybe I won't, but I will, and I do. It is the Jim's Buried. Uh, that's if you were to call it uh, formally. The Buried Jim's podcast, where we uh, milk internet Jim's things. Comma for, buried. You get Jim's comma buried. Um, well, buried comma gems. Well, no, because the last name's Jim's. Is it? Well, I mean, it goes. It's buried. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm also confused at the question. I don't know. Like sometimes, you know, so like Smith John can be, you know, what people, you know. Yeah, but he's our Lord like and Savior. 
we could. That's, that's Joseph, first of all, not John. <laughs> Joseph. Either way, we I, learn, I was tricked by it. I bought it as a. Novel. Either way, we got to learn more about our true Lord and Savior and Sierra the Robot's Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and that's why we're reading today. Sierra the Robot. Um, we got our two Sierra the Robot experts here with us. We got. Does she um, have a soul to save by Jesus? We don't even know that yet. All right, oh, that, that's what's to be pre- seen. Prediction right now, uh, she is going to be Mormon by the end of it. Sierra's <laughs> like, I will not accept any other Jesus except the Mormon kinds. He so, went to America and talked to the Jewish settlers there, you know. So all you listeners who just love that uh that business talk for a little bit, we're get back we are gonna get back to our normal uh, and thing. For which those is- of you who didn't, I'm there with you. I didn't say a single thing <laughs> during the sports stuff. But we're here to look at robots, and that's what we do best. Uh, we got our two experts. We got Hyena, who last I heard, you're in Egypt right now, right? You're you're protesting the the government in Egypt? I'm protesting, yeah, these goddamn Lion Kings. They're real pieces of shit, is what I say. Look, I'm saying Simba is coming from a corrupt, uh, corrupt lineage. Like, how is he qualified to no, run? Uh, we actually know, have to, no, we actually put Scar in place right now. But see, that's the problem. This other dumbass hyena has put just another lion in charge. Why wouldn't we just cut out the middle fucking man and kill all the lions? Oh, so you're you're dis, you're dissatisfied with the fact that you have to have a lion? I, like they're like, oh, you. topple the Lion King, but then put another lion in charge, right? To you know, because us hyenas are like an undercrust class in the African, you know, bioeconomy. So, if you why, actually watch that movie from the perspective of the hyenas, like they're like, they get screwed over. Yeah, like they fucked. are. Like you well, know, yeah, we are. I was there. It, it, this is real life. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I mean, very it makes sense. You're a weird dog whose legs go above their head, and you eat you eat dead carcasses. I don't feel. I don't have empathy for your cause. And I hope that your oh, I mean, lions get stamped into too, the ground. Man. Lions absolutely ate that. This is fake news. But this they are fuzzy and cute. Okay, I am just silencing it's just you. Just because lions at this look point. visually beautiful to you, right? That's why. Oh, yeah. it's okay for them to do it, but not a hyena. A I, hyena yes, can't. That's exactly can't eat a baby lion. alive, but the lion could. A baby yes. elephant. One hundred. The lion accurate. gets away with that. Of course. I, I I agree completely. That's exactly why. Moving on to some more aesthetically pleasing things, we got <laughs> Seth, who uh, doesn't have any college education, and he mainly just squeezes oranges for a living. Ooh, you're a big, you're yeah. a big Nixon fan, right? Yeah, I mean, for I the oranges, wasn't going to. I was going to wait till the plugs at the end to get into that, but yeah, uh, we've increased our ability to juice oranges by hand, and uh, business is back on. We're picking up where Nixon left off. So, and by increase your ability, that means you guys, you you got a friend to bring a juicer. My hands are unbelievably large and muscular. I can squeeze a full orange at one time and it just bursts and all the juice comes out. And I got a bunch of tarps in my room that just catch all of it. It's a pretty quick system. It, that is pretty just interesting. A, was just not a hulking enough of a man to get the job done. Yeah. I mean, I didn't want to go there. Did you say but, that yeah. Nixon wasn't a hulking man? Like, did you not see him? He was not the enough, muscular, though. sexy man I've ever laid but, eyes on. But he I, wasn't also, enough for the juice. I wouldn't economy. say hulking and sexy or isomorphic. <laughs> they're, they're, they're completely different things. No, he sees all those things. Uh, together anyway uh so we got our two experts here uh if you haven't listened to the first two parts of sierra the robot i don't know what you're doing here you should go listen to those uh but let's do a quick summary of what's happened so far in sierra the robot she was uh she was an ai made in the computer terminal she got uploaded to a nice little robot body uh then a government kill squad came after her because it's illegal to upload ais to robot bodies killed her daddy 
killed her daddy. She became an orphan. She became the accountant and chef of the orphanage <laughs> that she worked at. Well, she didn't want to raise suspicion, right? Like she, she didn't want, she to, want to raise suspicion. Low, so she, she found she found God through a through a some kind of vision she had with Jesus, and Jesus really liked her. And she's like, he's like, you just keep doing you, Sierra, and you'll do great. Um, then uh, she was what she ended up. She won a, a talent show, yeah, and she, she met her sister. That's what it is. So Sierra was based off of the, like the her sister dad, of the sister the, that the, the she's sister. modeled to be like. So the, she's modeled she, to be like this one girl, and that just, girl's identical twin happened to be a voice coach. And Sierra was an orphan, and then as soon as Sierra won the talent show, she got adopted by her sister. So now Sierra perfectly. is moving in with her new family uh, with the good grace of God. And the good grace of everybody, and this is just a nice wholesome Christian fiction. This is a very wholesome story. I mean, like, I don't I know. That's kind of fucked it. up, though. Like, she just immediately replaces her sister the second a robot looks exactly like her. That's yeah. kind of messed up. I mean, uh, the we don't soul. Know how much time has passed? You know, maybe she had the time to grieve and cope. You well, know, I feel like, like the grieving process is reopened when a robot walks up and looks exactly like your sister and was made by your dad, <laughs> that apparently doesn't <laughs> talk to you and tell you about this. Well, it sounds like she's quite an adult. It sounds like she died. The sister died when she was a little. No, yeah, it was in the past, sure. But I mean, I'm just saying, you know, it kind of reintroduces that trauma if it's like solve the person standing in front of you. I mean, isn't that the whole plot of Pet Cemetery? Yeah, like that'd be fucking traumatizing. Maybe at a maybe at like a a thematic level. Obviously, it's really about a cat getting really pissed and swiping some balls off some people. I think like the wife is actively upset to begin with. Like she doesn't accept it right away. No, yeah. I mean, there's a whole because of of that. Yeah, not the movie. I didn't see the movie. You saw the movie. I I read. I watched the book. I mean, they're making a new one. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's coming out soon in theaters. We're actually sponsoring that. That's why we're doing the story. That's why we're doing it. So anyway, uh, uh, ramblings aside, are you guys ready to just jump into it, DeFranco style? What chapter are we on? We are on chapter seven. Uh, for anybody who wants to find and read the original text, uh, Sierra the Robots by Typhon Omega 1138 on fictionpress.com. Yep. Feel free if to wanna read, read along, along if you want to. Well, especially if you're driving, you want to put your phone on the windshield. Yeah, I recommend this. And uh, this podcast should really only be while you're driving. Only while you're driving, and you need to read along, or else you're not going to yeah. understand. Um, yeah, you're just going to be confused. And you know what? If you hit, you know, another car, so be it. You know, that's just that's just nature at that point. That's a uh, Darwinning. Yeah, you stole it. that joke from me. <laughs> <laughs> I will do it every time. Damn you. <laughs> Uh, didn't but even you make took sense. that joke from someone else too. Uh, not as far as I know. I'm sure somebody else made it before. It me. was in the, the the thing that you watched. Shit. Oh right, right, right. Yeah. yeah now it uh, comes back. This is very specific talk we're having that everyone can relate. Yeah. To. So if you want to watch <laughs> that thing, that thing, <laughs> that thing that with the Darwinning, the joke. joke that you stole, <laughs> the thing it's in you watched it. Ah. Uh, and y'all were getting mad at us about the sports talk. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, proper gent, you good to go? <laughs> yep, I'm ready to go. Let's do this. Sweaty, I'm home. Celine said as she pulled in the car to her home. <laughs> oh, her husband. <laughs> Why is she saying that as she pulled into the house? Like they, no one's gonna hear her if she's in her car. She's got the windows yeah. down, <laughs> screaming Sweaty. out the side. Hey, sweaty. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> Let me in. <laughs> and they're like, oh, mom's home. <laughs> Classic mom. Her husband was lounging. Break down this fucking door. Actually, I think that's what happened because her husband was lounging on the front porch <laughs> as we came in. Afternoon, honey. And you must be Sierra. Bill said as we exited the car. Yes, I am Sierra Samuel, your new daughter. I said as I held out a hand, expecting a handshake, but instead I got an enormous bear hug. (laughs) It's wonderful to meet you, Bill said as, still surprised, returned the hug. Likewise, Mr. Connor, or should I just call you Daddy? No. Sierra said. No. <laughs> it's, it doesn't say daddy. It says dad. You sick oh, okay. fuck. Well, I guess, like, holy shit. Like... You sick fuck, wow. proper gent. Uh, Improper uh, gent should be your It's name. been such a wholesome story, too. Like, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> daddy is fine. No, it is not. Girl. It is 2019. Daddy is no you longer okay. You can't you call your dad. You have <laughs> <laughs> not been on Tinder. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've uh, not been on the same Tinder as you, but all right. So many girls. Uh, I'm looking for a daddy. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know if I want to respond to that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'll be your daddy. Dad will do fine, kiddo. Bill said. Very well. Where are my new siblings? Uh, Kara and Bob? I asked. Ah, uh, they're over at a friend's house, which is good, cause, well, Celine, I think it would be good for you to be a surprise. Bill said, "What? It's like a new yeah. puppy or surprise something? Surprise sibling? <laughs> <What's> a fucking <laughs> sibling? That's you. Also, a new sister. Got a new child. Also, it's a dead sister of your mom. It's kind of like your aunt, but your age." Your agent. Well, I thought that'd be a hilarious way. Like, if you're, you're like, don't worry, kid. Mom's just getting fat. She's just fat right now. And then one day a baby comes and they're like, Haha, we were lying. You have a brother now. And the, the kid's just like, what? I'm not. I'm a. What? You see, babies are made when a mommy gets very, very fat. <laughs> Excuse me? Celine and I asked. I'll explain. For now. Let's get your things set up, Sierra. He's not explaining if that's what's happening. Bob said as he took some ba- some buy bags. Is this normal for him? I asked. Kind of. He really likes surprising people. With any luck, this won't be that time we had stogs over. Poor bunnies nearly died from heart attacks. Celine said. Oh, they were Lagathars? Sierra asked. Yeah, they survived and were good friends with them, though they don't trust being alone with Bill, Celine said. At any rate, I was in my new room, doing some homework, waiting to meet my new siblings. Eventually they arrived home as Bill brought the children, a boy and a girl, into my room. Hello there. I'm your new sister, Sierra, I said as I held my hand out to them. They just looked at it. Surprise, sister. You look like mom, the girl said. (laughs) (laughs) Are we going to have to share a bathroom with her dad? The boy, Bob, asked. 
They then ran between Bill's legs what's out that, of the What does that mean? Yeah, what? I, so the boy's that, named Bob, and he asked. It's just, are we going to have to share a bathroom with her dad? With her, there's supposed to be a comma there, with her oh. dad. Oh, right, that makes sense. And then the boy, they're supposed to, there's two commas are missing there. Okay. They ran between Bill's legs out of the room. How tall is Bill? Apparently a, a fucking giant. massive. <laughs> well, from what Celine said, I thought they would have had more of a reaction. I said. Oh, oh, oop. <laughs> Did that it, wrong? It, yeah, I was just like, do we have boop, to share boop, a bathroom with her? Yeah. It's a pretty shitty reaction. Oh, by the way, you have a new sister. You kind of look like mom. Do we have to share a bathroom? Bye. It's like, um, okay. Uh, well, to be fair, I was wearing a Fenri hollow costume at the time. Besides, their kids, they'll learn to see you as a sister in time. Bill said. Because <laughs> that always works out. <laughs> right. <laughs> Step siblings always get along. Bill said reassuringly, I wasn't just too certain about my new siblings, and the following months didn't do much to change my doubt. Pretty much every day with those little ankle biters was about the same. I tried to bond with them, they ignored me, and sometimes I put a whoopee cushion on my desk chair. First three times, I thought I actually had a fart unexpectedly. <laughs> but I can't fart. It's, a it's, it's not a whoopee cushion. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, that's an effective whoopee cushion right there. I've never heard in my life of somebody thinking it was a legit fart. I heard a fart, but <laughs> like, I don't a, feel like that. Was me? It's supposed to convince the people around them that they farted, not that to them they themselves farted. I thought I farted. Well, I'm guessing she's never farted before, right? So, <laughs> so in short, I had to put up with the eccentricities of pre-adolescence. It went on like this, but then one day, Celine and Bill decided to go to a party. I was left behind to babysit Kara and Bob. As you can imagine, I wasn't looking forward to this. Now remember, Sierra, bed at seven. If you need any help, the stogs are next door. That is so early. Is that right? A normal bedtime for, like, I guess these are, yeah, what, kids, like eight-year-olds? Yeah, yeah, for yeah, for me it was 7 p.m. Yeah, I was, I was able to stay up till like, 10. Yeah, I went you guys, you, you guys don't understand how like you know lax your family, like, you <laughs> our know. family. I, I, I think, I think it's the other yeah. way around. I think you had a strict family. Yeah, yeah. I feel like yeah. your family's especially strict. I ours came are... from a very conservative family, so yeah, sure. But I mean, that's most of your. I mean, you know, you're from the south, so you're more likely to see that well, the other well, way I think around. It cuts you know? both that yours is particularly strict, but ours are particularly lax. I think it's like the combo. Most lie somewhere in the middle. Celine said as she she and Bill left, I'd become friends with the Stark children next door. Most of them were about my age, relatively speaking, and one of them even went to my school and was even an expert on biodroid maintenance. So Hilg was one of the only other people who knew what I was. Uh, please, uh, please don't take too long getting home. I said anxiously. We won't. Just try to have fun with the kids. We should be back at it. Oh, come on, don't See you don't then. lie like that. Come on, try to have fun with the kids. Celine said. Celine said as she and Bill left. I went to the living room and found Bob and Kara playing video games. Okay. Mom and Dad just left, 
So I'm officially in charge until they get home. Bad move. Yeah, bad start. You never start out your babysitting by saying, I'm in charge. But, you know, let's see where it goes. I said. Cool. They said in unison. <laughs> so, bed is at seven. And I don't want any trouble from you. I said, hoping that what I was doing wasn't an example of them to... Hoping that what I was doing wasn't an example to them of reverse psychology and that they would deliberately misinterpreting my wording to do the opposite of what I said. Don't need to explain reverse psychology <laughs> these days anymore, do you? For most of the evening went by quietly. I was doing some homework and then I heard a number of strange noises downstairs. Eventually I got up and went downstairs. Kara, Bob, are you trying to make cookies again? <laughs> You remember what our parents said about baking unsupervised? I fucking mad lads. I said as I walked down <laughs> down the stairs. That's when things got bad. I won't go into details, but I stumbled into a Rube Goldberg esque booby trap. By the end of it, I was dizzy and I was drenched. I then fell onto a rake, and by that. I don't mean I stepped on a rake and the handle broke into my forehead. I mean that I fell sideways onto the rake's teens, the sharp parts on its head. I screamed in pain and hastily texted Hilk on my regulator device. Sierra, I'm so... Why are you leaking pink? Blob asked, noting as pink liquid was seeping from my rake wounds. Biodroids like me have artificially hybridized red and white blood cells to protect from disease and to carry oxygen. As a consequence, our blood is pink in coloration, making us distinct to identify. Then the front door flew open. A small rabbit-like creature ran in. Uh, Hilk, answer word text for help assistance. By the, uh, by the forever. It's worse than I fear. Worried. I will apply painkillers. Stop bleeding and mend damage. Hilk. <laughs> Hilk said as he injected me with painkillers. Then he began to look over on a scanner. Very soothing. Um, what is going on? Kara asked. Friend, Sierra, Biodroid, you injured, damaged her. Hilk, provide <laughs> healing maintenance. Hilk said in a bitter tone. Can't say I blame him, especially since I'm the one bleeding out. What? <laughs> She can't be a robot. Biodroid. <laughs> Differences as vast, vast as distant between star suns. Now leave, leave. Help do men repair. If nothing is done, she will die, die. And help is certain that mother, Celine, and father, Bill, will have many questions for you. You! Questions you do not wish, wish to answer. Hilk uh, said so Hilk Hope this isn't a recurring a character. No, yeah. he's, a, he's a rabbit. He's a rabbit. Oh, okay. Well, it's like a rabbit repair bot, right? Like he. No, he's not a robot. He's just a rabbit. Oh, who likes, who likes maintaining biodroids. He's a rabbit. Yeah, or like a rabbit-style alien, an alien oh. in the style of a rabbit. Okay, so he's Bugs Bunny. Yeah, essentially. Hilk said severely. From now on. <laughs> Hilk said severely to Kara and Bob. Normally, I would have chastised Hilk's hard behavior, but I was bleeding on the kitchen floor with a Lagathar biodroid progeny looking over my rake wound, so I was in far too much shock to really say anything. At any rate, Kara and Bob went about cleaning up the ruby trap and my blood, looking guilty at the mess they had caused. 
There, there! Wounds mended. Orgo, organosynthetic organ suffered no major damage wound. You will live, live. Hilk said as he finished bandaging my chest. Thanks. You're a lifesaver. Literally. I said as I hugged Hilk in gratitude. Do not exert yourself, even for, for my account. Your wounds need time to heal, heal. Properly. Hilk said as he wriggled out of my arms. Well, you mind helping me to my room? I asked. Grudgingly, he helped me up the stairs. Mostly because he's about four pounds, and I'm a little over 100. So he is a rat. He's not Bugs Bunny. He's a small <laughs> little rat. Yeah, so he is a rabbit. God, wow, you're con- trying to flood the narration <laughs> here. Also, how's a four-pound rabbit helping anyone up the stairs? <laughs> so I think the issue should speak for itself. Then a week passed since the incident. Bob and Kara were quiet, so obviously something was wrong. Okay, guys. We need to have a talk. I said, taking them aside. About what? Kara asked. About the incident last week. First off, why did you booby trap the entire downstairs? I asked. Well, we got bored with gaming. Watch this really old movie about burglars where the kid kept them from robbing his home with booby traps. Then after that, we figured that we should lay traps in case burglars tried to get in. We were almost done when you checked downstairs, Bob said. And and then, well, we didn't know you were a a biodroid. Do mom and dad know? Kara asked. Bill is none the wiser, and, well, let's just say you weren't wrong in saying that I looked like Celine. She noticed. In fact, she's the first human I ever told that I was a biodroid. Bob said. So? Kara said. So? What are we we sewing? I asked, not certain where they were going with this train of thought. We're, we're sorry for nearly killing you, Bob and Kara said in unison. I will never not find that creepy. Apology accepted, I said. But we didn't mean to. Wait, what? Bob said in surprise. You made a mistake, you regret it, and you're sorry for it. So I must forgive you, I said. But we almost killed you, Kara said. God, they keep Don't insisting that in. this rake was so deadly. Like, I, that, that's <laughs> the part that's rake. bothering me. Like, she fell on a rake and she almost died. I thought biodroids were supposed to be super resistant. And tough. Now they're bitches. Yeah, what, they die from a rake? <laughs> that's, yeah, how many humans have died from falling? Years of experimenting. <laughs> my one thing the biodroid cannot stop. <laughs> the government's hunting these things down to murder them because they're so dangerous they just fall on a rake and die if they don't get <laughs> medical assistance immediately from rabbits I <laughs> rabbits would be good army medics though uh, so fast uh-huh. yeah, quite small too I know I mean my side still hurts like mad 
But you're sorry for the incidents. And besides, for better or for worse, we're siblings. That means we have to at least try to be on good terms with each other. I said. This, this is okay. Kara and Bob said in unison. But I feel we need to establish some rules. First off, no more whoopee cushions on my chair. I said sternly. She ain't fucking around. No more she thinks it's a real cushion. fart every time still, so she needs that shit to stop. She thinks she has a gas leak or something. Uh, okay. Anything else? Bob asked. Please, for the love of all that is good and holy, don't speak in unison. I keep expecting you two to start shrieking about swallowing my soul or some other cliche from horror movies with demons in them. Also, I'd like to hang out with you two. You know, <laughs> properly bond. All I really know about you is that you like gaming. <laughs> I said. Anything else? Bob asked. all they like. They're little kids. Same. Well, there is one more thing. Ugh. It's a Saturday afternoon. There's nothing entertaining on TV. Mom and Dad aren't home, off-world for a work conference, and the ice cream place is having a two-for-one sale today only. Let's hit it. I said. <laughs> cool babysitter. <laughs> yeah. She Big need to sister, be that cheap. cool. She has She's an accountant for an orphanage. She doesn't have right? to. No, 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 no. Now that I survived the old murder attempt, let's go get ice cream. Ice <laughs> Are you offering us? Yeah, I'm offering to buy you ice cream. Please don't speak in unison. I just covered that. I said. Then we, as we arrived at the ice cream place in question, the place is owned in Requar. It's named after him. But Requar names are almost impossible to pronounce correctly, so every just refers to him. Uh, hang on, I'm going to stop you right there. It's a uh, Rec. I'm not gonna. <laughs> I'm not gonna let your uh, your I, racial stereotypes. Oh, strange dialect. <laughs> strange dialect. It's a strange dialect. You know, it's actually the daughter but of uh, everyone. That was a daughter. Refers to him as Big Ru Ray. That, because that's... <laughs> Kara and Bob got soft serve while I got a banana split. I nearly died last week. I earned a bit of oh indulgence. God. God damn it. Can you shut up, bitch? Like, I'm like, so sick it, and tired of your is shit. It's like uh, when they're, you know, like the Frankenstein, people come to hunt the Frankenstein with like, you know, the torches and the pickaxes and stuff. When they do it for the biodrades, they just all have rakes and just a mob rakes, of rakes. I, like, I, get on. My one weakness. We'll find those biodrades. All you got to do is put a rake to their back. And if they die in two minutes, that's how you know. <laughs> These super dangerous biodroids we can't let in our society. Um. So you knew Grandpa? Kara asked. Why? Didn't you two not know him? I asked. Uh, not really. All Mom ever said about Grandpa Samuel was that he was living alone in the Tech Kick Wastes in a little house, doing some kind of mad science. No, no offense, Bob said. Uh, none taken, though. This only raises further questions. 
I said as I ate my banana split, Big Roo Ray has a policy where if you don't eat your ice cream, he eats it. <laughs> <laughs> Such a fun little I, I fact. Really, terrible policy. Such a f- I really just wanted to go boxer. Oh, no, I'm going to eat it. <laughs> just like sit down. I love these fun little facts they throw in randomly that have nothing to do with anything. I mean, I like that one. That was an that, These are fun. Factoid. Obviously, Dr. David was distressed by Sally's unexpected death, so he went into hiding, still working for Biotechnical Limited, and developed me for an AI for the last 13 years. There must have been a rift between Celine and David by the whole affair. But what? And that's just the stuff concerning my family as a whole. I've seen an old picture of Sally Samuel. I really do look exactly like her. How did Dr. David manage that? And furthermore, why does his ice cream suddenly taste funny and hard? I don't remember getting nuts in this. Sierra, your spoon, Kara said. I looked down and saw that I'd eaten part of the spoon. She should know how to eat now. Come on, the first scene of this whole franchise was eating. her eating three meals <laughs> right in a row. That is the best Oops. intro to a franchise. Uh, can I get another spoon here? I said, trying to hide that I'd eaten silverware. End of chapter seven. Man, who gives you, like, silverware for, like, you know, an ice cream place? Like, don't they usually give you plastic? Jeffrey James has got some good advice for that. Use the taster spoon on your ice cream. You get more spoonfuls. <laughs> anyway, so what do you guys think of Chapter 7? It was pretty good, Most. actually. I remember it, like, from what I remember the last time, this was way better than all of those. Seemed more coherent. Yeah. Added to the actual story, like the main plot here. So, are you saying Jesus wasn't wasn't a big addendum to the story? Not enough Jesus for me. Better watch your fucking but. mouth, Seth. <laughs> Seems like she was starting to un- uncover <laughs> some stuff. There was no uh, talent shows or anything getting in the way. The talent show. I mean, I shall rise. I shall rise. Everybody remembers that hymn. Uh, so, yeah. what do you think about hyena? I actually liked it less than most of the previous chapter. Not the sing-along one, because, yeah, that was kind of nonsense, but I don't know. What are you trying to say? It's like it's like the babysitter episode, and she almost gets raked to death. I don't... <laughs> I shouldn't have worded <laughs> that, this out. That K, the physics on the rake death. <laughs> that K like, makes, it so, uh, makes this from a K-plus rating to an M really fast. I mean, if there wasn't a K, imagine it could have been a Darker Bunny episode. But uh, but I do agree with uh, with uh, Seth. You know that at least yeah, we're addressing the main plot for once. So we're kind of you know forget about the whole government agents killing, hunting her right. down to kill her. That is a so. that is a good point. Well, we got we got time for one more chapter before we have to take a break. So are you guys ready for chapter eight? Not even asking for my opinion. What the? Well, fuck? okay. You know what? You're right. You're right. I... <laughs> Maybe I have some thoughts on Do you? This. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, but what are your thoughts? I'm filled with sushi and beer, and I'm a little groggy. <laughs> Not a good combo in a stomach. But you got any thoughts on it, Proper Gin? I mean, I'm, I, I've honestly, I've already read this, and I honestly, like... I thought I, that chapter, I don't know, it just seemed like, kind of like a bland babysitter episode to me. You know, not nothing too big. I right. do like the conflict in the rabbit. Where is the story going? Right? Like, I mean, at this point, I feel like we kind of have, like, the Act 1 in Chapters 1 and 2, and now we're like, this Act 2 is just kind of like, 
Dragon. Also, I really hate that they set up, you know, the orphanage thing. I thought she was going to be there. I thought that was going to be because that'd be a cooler place, in my opinion, you know, to. I don't know. It's like more interesting. It's more Harry Potter esque. You have a bunch of kids, not just these two kids. And I think from my perspective, it seemed like most of this stuff was kind of like leading up. It's like how she finds the family and stuff like that. And like how she ends up getting to here. So that's also why I thought this chapter was really good is it seems to be where the story is actually like taking up everything else. is just like, but that's, how did that's, the, that's not where the plot. Sure. But that's not where the plot was established, at least in the first place. So if you want to make a story about that, like, you know, her and her adventures with, you know, our new family, it's like a wacky, that's fine. But it sounds like they're juggling with four different subplots here and they don't know what to focus on. It sounds like a story made of four subplots and not one main plot, you know? So, that's why it's really distracting for me because I know we're already halfway, you know, through this, right? We're on chapter eight out of sixteen, and are is she going to add more chapters or whatever? I don't know. So yeah, but, taking you know. that into account, because yeah, if this is like the settling in portion of the story, that should have been done a fourth of the way through, right? Right, absolutely. And then what what needs to happen is obviously the family needs to get murdered so that she actually has a conflict. <laughs> Ooh. Like, I get... See, I thought it'd be the spicy. orphanage. I thought she was going to settle down at the orphanage and the, Orphan- the orphanage would get fucked up down, right? after the, like, right. she bonds with them or something for a little bit. I honestly like thought this was going to be a motif on the grossness of capitalism, and I'm very disappointed that it's not because it almost was like, you know, about like corporations and power out of the control, you know, of the individual and the boundaries of science like it was almost Frankenstein-ish. How did right. you get that out of do a stream and a talent show? <laughs> like, I think you're going a couple steps too far. <laughs> I mean... I was hoping that... Uh, what? The idea of a talent show and how you're being rated based on your looks <laughs> and your performance isn't uh, helping to the capitalistic society? Come on, I think Seth. you've been reading way Don't too much Karl Marx, man. Yeah, I think <laughs> you need to take a, a step many... back, just take a real deep breath and go about your day. I'm just saying... The struggle. I was the workers rise. Yeah, I mean, we still got eight chapters to go. We kill. We we could still see that happen. Well, I mean, this this seemed like the stereotypical Frankenstein story at the very beginning. Uh, yeah, but for like, sure. yeah, you know, like you know, like oh, I made a terrible mistake, you know. And I under, but now we have Jesus, and it's like okay, I, I I'm like okay, we had Jesus, and now we have talent show, <laughs> and now we have kids named Kara and Bob who I do not care about. And now we have family, and now we have looking back at the fu- like. I just want to know which plotline's gonna stick. That's this, what this I care about. Like I, w- but Bob is a bad name. You don't call a kid named Bob Bob. You call well, when him you have Bobby. the other kid named Kira. That's a Kara. Like K A R A. Still Kara and Bob. But Bob is like, oh. dude. You don't call the Bo- if you, you name your kid name. Bob or Robert, and then you call them Bobby, like. When, um, until they're like 18, you call them Bobby. You're like, hey there, Bobby. You want to go um, uh, shoot guns, Bobby? <laughs> like, I'm just know. never going to name my kid <laughs> Bob, Robert, or Bobby. Those are on the blacklist for my kid. Well, you're not, you're not a fan of yep. Bob and Robert? Well, you're about nope. to alienate like 50% of the viewers. <laughs> Almost 50% of our... I did the statistics. I'm just saying, I'm not 65%. saying their name is... 65%. I'm not saying for our viewers named Bob that their name is bad. I'm just saying it's not up to the standards of what I'm going to name my kids. That's not saying their name's I'm bad. I'm assuming I'm you're going to name them something like, like whole grain cereal or something like that. Greg. <laughs> Greg. <laughs> Hi, Greg. Uh, I mean, Are you guys Greg's? I, mean, I don't know. I, what what do what were the hyenas named in Lion King? 
You should the, know the you movie, were there. The propaganda movie. That was bullshit. That's not what went down. I don't know. But I mean, yeah, I, I do get that there's a lot of things happening, but I don't know. It's just, I feel like it may be more like a comic book line where it's like you got to kind of go along with the filler and the ride and then randomly uh, uh, an ugly plot head is going to rear his head around the corner and right, just like fuck everything up. You know, like a good old Dragon Ball Z story where it's 80 episodes to do one thing. And that's what I like to do with my time. Right. We're doing the Piccolo Goku ride a car episode, but we've done it like for three chapters. I mean, the first chapter that way. of those. Imagine if Dragon Ball Z started with a filler episode. Like the first episode was a filler episode. <laughs> because like the most part of the first chapter was her eating steak and asparagus and pancakes. I think what it comes down to is my biggest disappointment with this is that it, it definitely had um, the potential of becoming a very transhumanist philosophy type, you know, story. Yeah, that's like a- what it means to be human. And I feel like it's just disappointing. Especially with the religious they, aspect thrown in there, because that's another you know, wrench you thrown will... into the transhumanist uh, shit. I think, I right think it could come about. We're just not there yet. That is very possible. Yeah, it still can happen. Yeah, like... Maybe I was just so distracted by like the <laughs> rakes and the rabbit. You know, it's <laughs> the like, rabbit. this is just a bunch. I want to learn more about this, this fucking This chapter rabbit. was just nonsense. Yeah, yeah, the rake almost killing her, apparently. And they keep insisting that. Like, I thought they were joking at first. Have right? you fallen on a rake, kept... dude? It hurts. It hurts. I almost hurts, died. but it doesn't. Oh, it I hurts, but I don't need to go to the died, hospital. Man, I fell on a rake while giving the yard a steak. Fell on that rake onto the plate, and then my body went yake yake. And that was because I was bleeding out fast. And it wasn't until a young rabbit sewed me up, and I could say, "How do you do?" And I was able to go on my day. This exact thing happened to me. Is this what I'm saying? Isn't the great been big into hallucinogens recently? <laughs> Hey, the stories, you know, they might take off. And if you have any other stories you think might take off, feel free to email them to us at buriedgenpodcast at gmail.com. 